Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Gala, but wrestled free by Robertson, and the star is clear. Pass Fiala, knocked out by Robertson, left for hits. He feeds, jumps it, scores! The lead's back to two. Final hour of the Get Right here on 105.3 The Fan. My name is Alec Medford. His name is Reginald Atatula. True. Rigo Mendoza holding things down for you. The Turn It On or Leave It On listener, we appreciate you so very much for doing just that. Here on 105.3 The Fan, we're live on Twitch and YouTube. Twitch.tv slash Dallas Fan Cam or 105.3 The Fan on YouTube. And the truckwreck.com text line is 877-881-1053. 877 877- 881-1053, where you can get involved in any and all of our com- uh, conversations here tonight. AM on the FM coming up on the other side, but let's get you some of your headlines here on 105.3 The Fan to wrap up your sports night here in the mighty Metroplex. And as you heard coming back from break, the Stars did a lot of that scoring thing against the LA Kings at the AAC tonight. They went 5-1. to one. In this matchup, a big, much-needed win, a great night for Jake Ottinger after a rough return between the pipes a couple of days ago. He comes back and puts up a 969 save percentage. Pretty nice. Very nice. And allowing just the one goal on the night, a great night for the Stars through and through game-wise, but we also got some good updates on the injury front for the Dallas Stars as Pete DeBoer said... A pregame that barring a setback, Miro Haskinen will be with the Stars on their next road trip, which kicks off on Thursday. It ends on Tuesday, four games long. He said, quote, he's getting closer and we wouldn't take him if there wasn't a chance that he would play on the road trip. So looks like what was a pretty bad situation for Miro Haskinen, where, you know, in hockey, they're already really vague about injuries. But after it happened, uh, Pete DeBoer saying, you know, it's not season ending, but it's not day to day. It's more like week to week. We don't know when he's coming back. And it ended up being a pretty uh, short stint. Well, yeah, I mean, assuming that this ultimately finishes out how anticipated, because, you know, sometimes, especially in hockey, right, we understand how obscure or obscure isn't the right word. Um, I don't remember. I don't know what the right word is in this instance, but how um, these things can be a little a little tough to gauge and, and not entirely the most clear as what's happening there. So. Um, hopefully these things go the way that Peter Boer is talking about and you have Miro Haskin back on the ice soon because he was leading your team 
and Ice Time. Clearly a very important part of this Dallas Stars team. And um, thankfully, yeah, you're in a place where uh, you get a win tonight. Um, trying to really close that gap in the central between uh, them and the Avs and the Jets. Um, and so, yeah, nice to have your your preferred goalie back, I guess. Like, is that the, is that the way to say it when we talk about Jake Onger? Yeah. Um, and then I know Scott Wedgwood's still, um, he's working back as well. So, um, look, always great to get a win. And it's particularly in this way, right? Like seeing the guy scoring at a high high clip, um, but then also Onger looking like himself again after coming back in. Yeah, that, that first game back was not looking like himself or what you expect from Jake Ottinger, um, allowing a lot of goals, not a very uh, solid save percentage. So, yeah, let's go Stars. Good to see them back in, you know, in the win column in a way and excited to watch them on this road trip, um, hopefully actually watching them as opposed to this time falling through the score tractor. Absolutely. And That's just me mad at nobody in particular because, again, I could have easily pulled this game up. I was just being lazy. I don't have an account, so... I was actually actively shaking my fist and saying, get off my lawn. Uh, But that road trip does start on Thursday in Philadelphia against the Flyers at 6 o'clock, and they will visit the Devils after that on Saturday. So hopefully in the next few games, you see the return of one Miro Haskinen. Um, I'm going to bury the dreams of a lot of Mavericks fans. What are you doing right now? I'm going to read a tweet from Sham Sharania, as one usually does. Is, is this breaking news? No. This okay. was put out a couple hours ago. Nothing oh, this finalized. is one that I already know. Okay. Yes. Right. Uh, Whatever, dude. The Raptors and Pacers are in active talks on a trade centered on two-time All-Star Pascal Siakam for a package that includes three first-round picks. And apparently it could involve Bruce Brown Jr., the... Uh, I guess last year champion with the uh, with the Denver Nuggets, they signed him. The Pacers did a solid kind of point four. I know point four feels weird. Like he's a he's a guy who's like point guard size, but honestly, kind of plays like a wing. Uh, but uh, that he's not the important part of this. Pascal Siakam is. Uh, yeah, man, this, this is that's a high price to be asking when it comes to the Raptors, and that's it. Felt like the Raptors were going to be we were going to be waiting till damn near the actual trade deadline on February 8th when it comes to Pascal Siakam. We still might be, but like Pascal Siakam, it would be a rental. He his contract goes to the rest the end of this um, this basketball season to the summer, and he has made it abundantly clear that he's not interested in signing an extension. He wants to test free agency. So teams like the the Kings, the Pacers that have been involved in talks here. You you would you were imagining that maybe just maybe they would look around and be like, nah, what you want is a lot for what is a rental. It seems like the the Pacers may be less afraid of that if if they are indeed talking about giving up three firsts for Pascal Siakam. Maybe they have a, some level of assurances because that some of that is probably Pascal Siakam's uh, kind of ability to use whatever leverage he has in the situation to try and dictate what happens. But um, maybe they have some assurance that he would be interested in extending once they actually, you know, acquire his services uh, because that's a high price to pay for a rental. Or maybe they're just betting on the idea that, hey, you get Pascal in, you have him play alongside Tyrese Halliburton. He sits there, looks back and goes, I actually kind of like the way this goes. But, um, yeah, that's that's really interesting that they would be willing to go that high for that. But I guess if you're also you're the Indianapolis Pacers or the Indiana Pacers, you look around and you go, we don't really have opportunities to get players of a certain caliber through free agency very often, so might as well use this as an opportunity. Be aggressive because scare money don't make none. 
Yeah, I'd be interested to see if there's any protections on those first round picks. You know, if if this is going to be, you know, something that they're just saying, hey, we don't know what's going to happen during the summer with Siakam, but we know what can happen right now is he can play. Um, be interested to see if there's any protections on those to try to, you know, give themselves some sort of insurance that if this doesn't go the way they plan, it would be not as bad as it could be, but... Right now, that's a pretty steep price. Well, so. I mean, the, that is a steep price when you talk about the assets. But one thing to remember is uh, Bruce Brown is the highest player on the Pacers right now, and he makes $22 million this season. Um, now, Pascal Siakam is in, entering the final year of his contract where he makes $38 million. You create a lot of cap space, and cap space can be something that's interesting, although we're not seeing a lot of stars make it to free agency necessarily. But cap space can be interesting nonetheless, especially when you have a lot of your team making reasonable money. Right. Like, uh, you know, a very, very cheap uh, team that's playing very well. Uh, but, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see if this actually finalizes and gets done with that, with the price that's being discussed right now. A couple, well, oh, well, no, I was going to say we're in wait and see mode, I think. So there you have it. A pipe dream for Mavs fans. Which, honestly, the more the thing, I don't know how much you actually want Pascal Siakam and how much he fits for what you're doing here. Although, like, look, very good player really good defensively he does not shoot very well like he shoots maybe somewhere around like league average maybe below that and when you're looking for a player to play alongside Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving um, a guy who's going to need the ball in his hand to produce offensively is not necessarily what you're looking at like you want to have somebody who you can you know do some catch and shoot stuff at a reasonable rate and I don't think that Pascal Siakam is quite that even though he is really good defensively. So I, I don't know that the fit works quite the way that you want to for the amount of money that you'd be giving up. I mean, he's currently shooting 32% from three, current, and he shoots 33% from three for, from, for his career. Like, that's a little tough. It's a little bit of a tough sell um, putting on this team. Indeed it is. Let's hit a few things that we didn't get to around the NFL mm -hmm. from Ian Rappaport, something that you just hate to see, especially in the postseason. Uh, Rams tight end Tyler Higby did, in fact, tear his ACL Yikes. after that brutal low hit by Lions safety Kirby Joseph, uh, sources say, after the MRI. He's got a very uphill challenge now to be ready for the start of next season. And Kirby Joseph took to social media and said, quote, I don't have no intention to hurt nobody uh, and or harm their career, end quote. But you know, that's kind of the way the NFL has taught these defensive backs to tackle is because they don't want them going high, so they got to go low, and this is just a product of that. But to have such a major injury in the postseason or now it's going to be a very big hurdle to clear if you want to play week one, that just sucks, especially for one of the unsung heroes of that Rams team in Tyler Higby, a very productive pass catcher. Uh, that Just one of the things you hate to see. Yeah, um, yeah, this... It's one of those circumstances that is a lose-lose because you don't have him for the remainder of this postseason. And as you mentioned, very productive. And then you it's going to be tough to have him to begin next year. So it's like, dang, you know, bad on both ends. But, yeah, he this is going to be this is a huge blow for the Rams because you the, the top two pass catchers that you talk about when you talk about the Rams are Puka Nakua, Cooper Cup, right? Those guys have a particular skill set, but like they don't have a lot of speed and they don't have a lot of size necessarily. No. Um, when we're talking about that, you get in the red zone. Tyler Higby is actually probably your preferred target in that in that red zone and making sure that you capitalize on 
um, possessions that go into that area, you lose him, that's going to severely damage what the Rams can do against uh, some very good teams in the NFC. Um, so, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's really tough to see. You hope that he gets better as soon as possible and is able to play. The Atlanta Falcons announced tonight that they have interviewed Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh for their head coach opening. How do you feel about that matchup there? Because it feels like Chargers are nothing for me with Jim Harbaugh. Feels like that's the best fit for him. Uh, I, I'm not saying he couldn't go anywhere. I just think that if he wants to find the success in a relatively quick timeline that he wants, it would be with the LA Chargers. But the Falcons, they've got some good cornerstone pieces. They just need to find a quarterback. Yeah, the, the thing about it for me with Jim Harbaugh, you talk about the idea of you know needing a quarterback. Didn't Jim Harbaugh have like a really good team when you when you were out here with Alex Smith? And again, I, I want to put a level of respect on Alex Smith. I do think that he's a pretty pretty damn good quarterback. But like when we talk about winning quarterback at the you know at the back end of this, I think that there was some some kind of uh, problems with that level of play, right? Like there was a cap on what he could get. Uh, Jim Harbaugh very much strikes me as a as a head coach that's like, hey man, is this my football team? I'm a coach him, right? Like he does not seem like he needs a very particular set. Of circumstances to be successful so yeah um we've talked about the ways in which arthur blank will be supportive i think one of the tough things is hey you really want to go coach in atlanta all right uh make that go but no i i could see this working i i really do like what jim harbaugh brings as a head coach it's just you know what it's got to be it's got to be something where you anticipate uh maybe this not being for long because one thing about jim harbaugh he grates he grates on the people around him and that's that's the thing that i would be a little bit concerned about uh, how long can you stomach the the Jim Harbaugh experience? <laughs> and who am I to talk about quarterback play? I mean, he just went to the national championship and won with J.J. McCarthy. From the 817, you know, Jim had Colin Kaepernick, not Alex Smith. He had Alex Smith before Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he's done it before. I guess he could do it again. You bring up a good point. And an update in Major League Baseball not so good update for the Houston Astros. Leverage reliever Kendall Graveman yeah. is set to miss the entirety of this season after he underwent shoulder surgery. Yeah, that that absolutely isn't good for the Houston Astros. Very important reliever for them. But you know what this could do? This could, in a way, also be bad for the Rangers because Hector Neris, who is another reliever that had previously played for the Astros this past season, I know that it had been reported that Hector Neris has been in communication with the Yankees and your Texas Rangers. Um, and I imagine, I don't have any firm, um, I don't have any firm like details on this, but I imagine that the Houston Astros, after losing Kendall Grayman, might be a little bit more inclined to try and retain the services of Hector Neris as opposed to allow him to, you know, go out there and find another circumstance for himself, which again, uh, we've seen these Rangers really need to find a way to build this bullpen. And Hector Neris would be a very nice piece to possibly add. But if if this injury means that the Astros maybe keep him with, you know, keep them with him, then, yeah, I think that that would suck for the Rangers losing out on a player that maybe they seems like they have some interest in. So there you have it. Some of your headlines here on 105.3 The Fan. Alec Medford, Reginald Atatula with you. Did we mention the, the Rangers signing today? Oh, yeah. Daniel Durante, uh, I guess not a, a signing, a trade. a trade. Yeah, to yeah. be fair, uh, he was you traded him for uh, one of one of your fi- fine prospects named Cash Considerations. We'll see how we'll see how Cash Considerations ultimately helps uh, 
the Cincinnati Reds. But no, in a serious mm. serious circumstance, like, three six three ERA last year. That's off the top of my head. Let me see if I got that right. Three zero. Um, yes, obviously. Never I, lost. <laughs> That is that is technically correct, which is, uh, as I like to say, the best kind of uh, correct. But yes, um, as my my Google does not want to mm-hmm. get me to the place that I need to get. But yes, no, it looks like a, a kind of an above average uh, season last year. Not a long uh, history in this. He had like a ten ERA in the season prior before having a sub four ERA this past year. Oh, um, looks like he has some good stuff. Velocity, velo was high. Mm-hmm. And so I think the circumstances, I think Jared was laying out is the idea that this team has been good in trying to kind of help players hone in and make their stuff better. And so I'm interested in seeing what he will be able to do in this, in this with Mike Maddox, clearly, you know, but then also in this staff or in this group where you have so many veteran pitchers, what they can do for him and if he can be really helpful for you. And as we know, bullpens are just kind of, Throw a lot of pitchers together that you imagine are pretty good, and year to year those things can change. You know, very you know, fluctuate in big ways. So you hope that maybe you put together a nice collection and that they show up pretty well for your bullpen. If he can be what the Rangers hoped Nick Snyder was going to be for them a couple of years ago, I'll be happy. You know, fireballer that can command the fastball good enough to get swing and miss. I am perfectly okay with that. Uh, so the Rangers make that Daniel trade. Duarte. They love to give away money. Just in trades, not in free agent signings these days. Um, well, you say that like they didn't give up a whole million over the last couple of years. That was then. This <laughs> is now. How quickly they forget. He's like, I want a World <laughs> Series. I'm greedy. I want another. Want a World Series. I do not care at all. Three six nine ERA, which oh. is nice. Nice. From Very nice. Year. Yeah. Very nice. I was close. Three. I, look, three six three to three six nine is not a big. Like I feel like I, like I gave him what six hundredths of a point. I feel like I should come on. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give you that. Thank you. I'll give you that. Thank you. You're welcome. Coming up next here on the Get Right, it's time for AM on the FM. We got the question of the day. And what do Deion Sanders and the WWE have in common? They're related. I'll tell you next on The Fan. Back here on the Get Right on 105.3 The Fan. We'll get into AM on the FM here in just a moment. Alec Medford and Reginald Atatula. It's a me. Okay. Um, that, 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 that's a fact. <laughs> that's a fact. Can you tell? Can you tell I'm ready to be done with today's uh, today's show? I can tell. Okay. Cool. I can tell. I, I just don't vocalize it. I vocalized it yesterday, though, with Blake because sometimes he can, he can go Bobby Belt on you and just go rogue. I'm like, I want to go home. Really? Yeah. At least with me. You might not have experienced it yet, but I don't know if it's just that chemistry thing that, like, working on the weekends and stuff, he he will definitely shoot the wheels off a segment and just stare at you to get a reaction. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't think – I'm not certain that I've had that just yet, so. No, I'll make sure about it. Uh, Before we get – Wait, is that a threat? No, that's not a threat. That's just a statement. Um, 
before we get to AM on the FM, an interesting nugget because we've gotten plenty of texts about this name throughout the season ever since he was signed by the Dallas Cowboys. This is Michael Gelkin on Twitter at Gelkin NFL. Wide receiver Martavis Bryant made a lasting impression on the Cowboys. He is expected to sign a reserve future contract Wednesday. A person familiar with the situation said Bryant spent several weeks on the practice squad before the team released him January 4th in a numbers crunch. He will be back in 2024. Which really does uh, raises some questions for me, which like in what capacity? Yeah. Like what what are they interested in seeing here? Because obviously CeeDee Lamb is going to get paid. He's your one, right? I think that they probably liked what Brandon Cooks did. Like what what do you, uh Michael Gallup, I know is costing a lot of money and I know that there's a potential out um relatively soon. I don't know if it's this year or next. Uh, but Jalen Tolbert looked good. Like, are, is it just like keep him around, see if he can make the cut for next season? Is it just that simple, or do you feel like they might have like a more advanced thought on what's happening with him? I think it's just a security blanket. Like, hey, we have a dude that's done this job before in the building. Should we need him? Yeah, I guess, I guess that's fair. Like, I, I'm I'm thinking a little too high minded. It's a guy that they like. Keep him around. I mean, these re- reserves and these future deals aren't the most difficult thing like they're not the most uh, advanced thing you just you know put them on that and see if next year is this uh gets popping in a way i guess 877-881-1053 is the truckwreck.com text on you're gonna need it because it's time for am on the fm what does this button do please please do not push the button you have no idea what it Don't you dare do it. You know the drill. It's AM on the FM live on Twitch and YouTube as well. Twitch.tv slash Dallas Fan Cam 105.3 The Fan on YouTube to answer today's question of the day. I had one ready, but I'm calling an audible. I'm calling an audible on the question of the day. Okay. Hitting you with the kill kill. I saw something in the coverage that I didn't like. Actually, you know why I'm asking this question? New I don't. Question. I don't even know what the new question is, so I can't really give you a reason as to why. I'm going to get there. Okay. But you might not have r- realized it, and especially, you know, if you're just listening on the radio, it's an audio medium, so mm-hmm. you didn't see it. But sure. I totally got a phone call during the middle of headlines. Didn't notice. When, when I, you know, post that I am on the radio on all my social medias. Oh, you so think everyone that, can you see think it. that everybody's supposed to go check your social media before they call you? I mean, when I've been on the air for, what, you know, two and a half, three hours now, it's like, Eh, you should probably see it. And, you know, my age demographic is habitually on their phone. You know, I feel like you would see the Twitter timeline by now or you would see the Snapchat, Instagram posts. Yeah, but the, the problem is, uh, yeah, yeah. y'all, y'all children's, uh, no, joke side. like the, the folks your age, like, look, man, as much as having your phone, like, I don't think that we're always great about, you know, checking uh, all the various, uh, oper- you know, like we have all of the information at the, the the tips of our fingers, but we're not great at utilizing it all the time, right? It's the person who has the smartphone, but asks you the question about how to spell or, you know, what this means or whatever. We're not always great at doing this. So they might've been like, Hey, I would like to call Medford. Is he on air? It do not matter. We will call. And if he, if he is on the air, he will not answer. And if he's not, he will. I will say this is not a first-time offender. He's done this probably six or seven times now, and I've told him, hey, can you just check? Because I'm probably talking, and it will distract me, and I don't want to put my phone on DND in case, you know, one of the bosses or something texts and says, hey, 
you know, do this, do that, or whatever. It's I mean, urgent. It's, it's, if you have it on mute, it's cool. You just let I mean, it ring. It still it irks me. Okay. Because, because in okay. general, I just dislike phone calls. So the question of the day is, what is your biggest pet peeve right now? 877-881-1053. Because I can tell you mine right now. If you can text it, text it. Why are you calling me to ask me one simple question? Well, I think ugh, this is this might just be a generational thing because this is the thing, right? Um, what if it's urgent? I am young and habitually on my phone. I will respond in 30 seconds or less, especially if you just say it's urgent. Yeah, but look, I think that there's there's something different to uh, getting on the phone and like that getting your attention. And then, like, having that instant conversation that I don't know necessarily that it always happens with a text message. I think also some of it is my, my personal viewpoint where I view a text message as, like, a better email. Um, and I use that, oh, yeah, he being a jerk. I'll text him in a second and tell him uh, where to shove it. But um, Thanks, Jeff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, like... Oh, was that was he was he the original caller? Or is he just no, being a jerk? No, oh, okay. it was my buddy Anthony that called because he he's the type like he'll just be bored driving around the neighborhood. He's like, you want to go drive around the city? Oh, I'm like, sure. You oh, know? wow! In this economy? Yeah, I'm just wasting gas like that. He got it like that in this weather. Yeah, that's also a weird. He, thing. He's a prize yeah. picks legend. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, Congratulations. Sure. No, I guess where I was going before I got myself uh, tied in knots there, uh, I, view, I view text messages like uh, advanced emails, which is I'll send this to you, and whenever you're free, you can get back to me, right? Like, it's not it's not a, if I send you a text, I need a response back, which is a pet peeve of mine that's like, why are you not talking? Because that's not what this me- medium is. Like, this medium is you send a text message, and wh- like whenever I get to it, I look at it, I read it, I respond, right? Um, and so it's just like, I'll send this here whenever it's cool. And so the phone is the more instantaneous, like, because when I say something in that, in that immediate time frame, you're supposed to say something back. And so I, that's why I view it that way, which is why I wouldn't be upset. Now, however, you call and ask me to go for a ride. Yeah. That's not, see, it's not urgent. That's what I'm getting at is like, if it is absolutely urgent, like it needs to be responded right this second. Like, I'll understand. I'm still going to be annoyed when I see the phone light up. But when you say, hey, really quick, really important, and you ask me a question, it's like, okay, cool, whatever. But, like, you know, like, uh, Tim Collins, he's really good about that. Like, if he calls, it's just, like, really quick, I need to answer right now, blah, blah, blah. Yes or no? Yes. Okay, thank you. Hang up. You know, that's cool. But, like, if it's literally just to say, you know, like, hey, are you free next weekend or something, it's like, you could have texted me that. Sure. You know. Fair enough. I think also, like, yeah, from the six eight eight oh six who says, uh, def- <laughs> definitely a generational thing. Sometimes you just need to talk to someone and the text won't do it. Right? Hearing someone's voice can do wonders for someone in need, which I'm is actually social. Case. I don't need to talk to someone. Yeah, but that, that's actually probably more of the reason why you do. Uh I you know, I got got friends that have just call me um uh, periodically. Uh, the homie KG just get, he, he, if there's a game on that we're both we're probably both watching. I just might see that name pop up on my phone. I already know what it is. We'll just have a have a conversation <laughs> right quick, and you know it it goes faster. You get a little bit more out of it than that text conversation. I think it's worthwhile. That's not what you were talking about. You were talking about pet peeves, though. So I apologize for taking it all the way there. What is yours though? Right now? <sighs> I don't know, man. I 
I'm the type of person that has a lot of pet peeves, but I've learned to get better about keeping them to myself because nobody want to hear that. Or like it's that is a me problem as opposed to you problem. So I'm not going to impose that upon you. I mean, I asked though. I know, but like that's what I'm saying is like there's a lot of them. And I'm trying to think of which one. And also, there's a lot of pet peeves that I have that I don't like actively like. I don't think about until they pop up. But in in, in a similar line of communication, and there there are people at uh, this office space that do this all the damn time. Mm. Um. Hey man, what what are you emailing me for? Why are you emailing me all this stuff? Why are you emailing me consistently? Have I ever responded back? Do I need to get this email? Right? Like what, Great point. What, what is this? Why is this why is this sentence to me? And then, and look, this is this is a classic. Everybody knows, so I'm not gonna stick on it. Why are y'all repl- replying all? Yes. For who? For what? What do send, you gain? Send it to who it's supposed to go to. Send it to the person who needs to see this. Mm-hmm. Do not include me. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, I've turned off email notifications. I just check it periodically because I just don't even want to see the notification of something that does not affect me. I'm horrible at doing that, so I need to have those notifications, like, consistently on. I have, like, set times, man. Like, right when I wake up, refresh. You know, maybe, like, noon, refresh. Halfway through the afternoon, maybe, like, 3, 4 o'clock, refresh. If I haven't gotten anything by then, I'm not going to get anything after. So I just kind of leave it be. Kind of depends when I'm working too. Evenings, I'll check it later on in the day. But, uh, you know, if I'm, you know, like running KNC, you know, I'm only checking it up through maybe four o'clock and then I'm done for the day. I'm like, work is, you know, to the side now. Let's see from the 214 on the truckwreck.com text line, 877-881-1053, their biggest pet peeve. People bringing their dogs to the grocery store. Literally a pet peeve? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, service animals are different, but there are some people that just bring a dog to bring a dog. It's like, do you really need to do that? I mean, for me personally, I'd be minding my business. So if if it don't bother me, it's cool. Now, if the dog is like all about my business, then yeah, there's this, there's clearly an issue here, right? Like, yeah, hey man, if you're going to do this, how about just make sure your dog don't bother me? Like, it really is like a life motto where it's like, hey, if you're going to do something, at the very least, make sure that it's not an imposition on other people. Yeah, that's and true. So... From the 214, another 214. People reclining their seats on the plane. Yeah, that gets it gets mm-hmm. real. Like, especially in coach, right? Look, man, y'all understand that they're squeezing us real bad here. There's not a lot of extra room for you to lay back. Like, you just gonna have to, you know, sit upright, go to sleep upright, whatever you gotta do. And that, again, that goes back to the general idea, imposition, right? Like you are being an imposition on the person behind you because you decided to lean back. So don't do that. From the 559, biggest pet peeve, just turning on the get right with Reg and Alec Medford is on, right? No, you're not. Um, let's see. I'm trying to find a few more. We have somebody ranting about Bill Belichick, so I'm trying to trying to get past that. Um, don't ever pet the peeve from the 817 Great Life Advice. I don't, uh, I don't know what that means. Ooh, from the 214, LED headlights. <sighs> some of y'all are doing too much with some of these headlights, man. They're so clear. I've I've got I've got blue eyes. I got sensitive eyes. Wear some sunglasses then, dog. It's nighttime, Reg. That is true. Get better eyes, dog. I know. I don't know what's good. Uh, no, look. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they, better have, eyes. They, have blue light, they have blue light lenses. Yeah. I, I was gonna say. Yeah, I'm wearing blue light oh, glasses okay. right now, but still. I, yeah, I don't. I really don't know what to do there, because how am I gonna be mad at you for your lights being too good? You know what I mean? Because they're too bright. But this is the thing. A lot of times they don't. It's not like they have their brights on. They just got good lights. The lights is good. Yeah, like the only time I don't get mad about it is when it's one of those big dually trucks where it's like, okay, you obviously like 
drive that truck for work and you need to see it because you're on back roads and stuff, cool. That doesn't bother me. But like when you pull up in, you know, some sort of like Toyota Pathfinder and you've got these LED headlights that I can see a mile behind me. I don't need all that, man. Oh, while we're while we're talking about driving pet peeves, this is one of mine. The folks that have to slow all the way down to almost stop in order to make a turn. Yes. Like, like you you can make that turn. You you Ugh. can you can keep you can keep forward movement in that turn. You don't have to like slowing down. Fair. Absolutely something you should do, right? Like you don't yeah. want to just whip into a turn with all that speed. You also don't have to come to a complete stop. Like you gotta go. Cause what you gotta realize is there's other people and there's traffic behind you. There's a flow of traffic. Like just hey man, again, in position. Like let's 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 move that along. People What's talking at the movie theaters? Yes. Talking that, and texting. That's a good one. Uh, for the 214, the old guy at the gym locker room that walks around naked. Like, come on, put on clothes or a towel at least. Please. Yeah, yep. please. PSA. Make an effort. Okay, I, I said that the WWE and Deion Sanders might be related. Okay. It's because Colorado has landed the commitment from Gage Goldberg. Yes. A class of 2024 Six foot, two hundred and five pound middle linebacker here in Texas. He is the son of one Bill Goldberg. Bill Goldberg, Georgia world alum. heavyweight champion, and he was a teammate of Deion Sanders at one point. So they have deep ties. Was he? Yes. Really? Yep. They both played on the Falcons at the same time. Okay, I was like, I was like, did he, he went to Georgia? I just one thing that I always think about is if I know a wrestler played basketball or played football, I'm looking at an ad about basketball. My bad. If I know they play football, I think that they stopped at college and then started wrestling instead. But I forgot Bill Goldberg played a little pro. My he bad, did. Bill. <laughs> didn't mean didn't mean to slight you. Didn't yeah. mean to uh, cut you down. I was not familiar with your game. Take that, Bill. Speaking of game, thank you for the segue. Didn't get to this in headlines. Uh, sources are saying, according to David Waters of Gators Breakdown, EA Sports College Football is planned to launch on July 12th, 2024. So if you are a college football, NCAA college football fiend, in terms of the video game, it's coming back you know, in the, July. I remember, and I know there's a lot of people listening, that used to like just take hold of their own program and like, you know, recruit and do all those and spend hours upon hours and i did that in college to the point where like me and my homeboy would hang out and he'd be the offense coordinator i'd be the defense coordinator like we did that like dorks to that level i don't think i got it in me man i don't think i play games at that level to where i think i i don't think it's gonna be fun for me like i think i'm going to be i have to miss out on the fun and the thrill of uh college football the college football game coming back i don't have much of an interest in it I, I don't okay. I don't really play the sports video games anymore. Yeah, well also I think you you missed you missed the golden era of this college football. I game did too. I'm I'm that's what I'm interested in. Like more than anything, I'll be happy if they manage to restore the feeling. Even if I'm not gonna be the one ultimately engaging with the feeling as much. If I can see vicariously through others that it's it's gives them that same feel that it used to give me, then that'd be great. So there you have it. AM on the FM. And I did play the the OGs, trust me. Invested a lot of time into those. But the last one we got was like 14, I think. Yes, I think so. And God, I ran I ran that game up, man. That was My around goodness. when I just kind of fell out of love with football games in general because Oh yeah, I was out on Madden before then. So yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that was just the time frame that I just gave up on Madden and NCAA football. I was like, I need to get away from this because all it does is make me angry. 
Oh, yeah, that's not good. You don't want that. Yeah. So I uh, started playing different games, and uh, now I barely play any video games because, you know, your boy's tired. Yeah, it's it's it, it's it's a it's an arc that I think a lot of people make. Not everybody, but I think a lot of people make. And I I've gotten towards that point where it's like significantly fewer video games. And there's some of it that there's some of me that likes that because I can better prioritize my my time. But there's some of me that misses just like being able to put in a work shift on a game. Like you know, just wake up and then you look up eight hours later and you're like, damn, that that day is largely gone. OP World says I may get that game to see if I can finally bring back football to UTA. Yeah, that's that's the thing that I did every single time. <laughs> Absolutely, the la- the uh, I guarantee you, call EA EA Sports uh, NCAA fourteen. UTA was built, and I created all my homeboys and put them on the team, and we 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 went out there and we we dominated. We made things happen. We won games. We recruited, and we won titles. Hundred percent. Mav up. Do it again. <laughs> it's the final call next on the Get Right. Get right here on 1053 The Fan. This segment is brought to you by Classic Chevrolet. Why do so many Texans love Classic Chevrolet and Grapevine? They've got the goods. More new Silverados than anyone with incredible savings. Why go anywhere else? Go see them today or, class- or visit ClassicChevrolet.com. This is Texas. This is Classic Chevrolet. Find new roads, relax, and enjoy the difference. Yeah, that's Natasha Bedingfield. Recognize the instrumental anywhere. Alec Medford and Reginald Atatula. Fill the rain on your skin, dude. Yeah, man. This is such a banger. Appreciate Rigo Mendoza for his work here tonight. There is, is a reason why I picked this. Rain on your skin? Yeah, yeah, that is a. The, there is a reason why I picked this song. It's because of, what do you call it? I went to Nevada. Obviously, you guys know that I went out to Nevada. And what do you call it? I went and saw a, a, a cute little film with uh, Sydney Sweeney in it called Anybody But You, and it had this song in it. So, wanted to. You said Sydney Sweeney, and you got my attention. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good final man. call here on 105 through the fan. If you couldn't tell. Um. Yeah, now I'm just thinking about this song, and I'm in a trance. But yeah, that's what you're thinking about, sure. Yeah, no, totally not thinking about Sydney Sweeney. Um, so here for the final call, Rigo told us that Newey Scruggs put out some fine work on Twitter as he usually does, but uh, believe we have a Tampa Bay beat reporter asking the Buccaneers head coach Todd Bowles about a very specific element of prepping for their next playoff game against the Detroit Lions. Coach, uh, looking forward towards um, Detroit. Um, the weather has been a factor in some of the playoff games, even for the most prepared teams. Uh, today, it's uh, 13 in uh, Detroit, which doesn't compare to some of the temperatures we tend to talk to. Any special plans to acclimate the team to not only uh, endure, but perform in those kind of frigid temperatures should you face them in Detroit? You do know we play indoors, right? They got a dome. I don't 
Um, no, nothing planned. We're, we're indoors, and we only have to be outside for 20 seconds getting off the bus, going under the thing, so we'll be okay. That's tough. That's tough because oh boy. I look, she probably knew that. Have you ever had those circumstances where you're like, damn, I knew that. I look stupid right now, but I knew that. And I feel bad because, like, and honestly, you know what? If you did not remember what the Detroit Lions situation is, I couldn't blame you either, right? Like, this is like the That's first fair. This is the first year in forever where they have been like a certain level of relevant. Uh, shout out to the Detroit Lions. Shout out to Dan Campbell. But I have a strong feeling that that woman there said that, let that off. And as soon as he looked at her crazy, she was like, what? And he, she was like, oh, no. Oh, no. I have forgot. And the problem is, a lot of us, we have those moments, and they happen in our living room or with our friends, and they just make fun of us. That happened in front of cameras and microphones. Poor her. No one's dying. No one. Oh, man. I, I feel bad for her, but at the same time, it's like that's that's the one spot you got to you gotta shore those things up because you don't want to be a new Scruggs clip on Twitter. Man, and you know, she thought she was cooking because you know what she did? She opened up that weather app. She was like, ooh, it's 13 degrees. Yeah, she Detroit. had notes. She, she was like, I'm cooking on this one. She had numbers. She had temperatures. She was ready to go. She said, hey, look, these other playoff games have issues too with the weather. You see Buffalo out there paying people 20 an hour to shovel snow. What about the Detroit Lions? Well... You know, uh, well, yeah, because Detroit we'll be outside cold, for Detroit's a cold place. Like I get, I get how the thought process came together. Just small detail, small detail messed up the question. It's tough. It she, happens. She thought she was covering the Tigers. It's okay. Which also, why do they play outside? That's a great question. Them, the Twins. There's a, um, look. I guess we can't just dome everything. I, I was thinking about it because someone texted in earlier when I was talking about the ways in which. The NFL is kind of a weird system that you have the regular season played in one kind of time of year, and then the the most important play, part of this uh, of this season is played in you know a time where this is completely different. But um, like the idea that hey we should just play all these in domes because you don't want the weather to be the distinguishing factor. We want to make sure that hey we're you know watching these games. I'm not sure if I completely want, because like the thought process is there, but I think you also get to this place where now everybody's playing on turf. And we've seen the ways that turf can be problematic. So I don't know. Um, but yes, it, it would be nice if everybody did not have to deal with weather. And uh, luckily for Detroit, they are one of the teams that don't have to as well. Uh, I feel bad. No, I don't. Oh, I, I, I definitely feel bad. Because the worst, the worst part about it is like, I obviously I very much uh, worry about those type of moments. Like if you if you operate in any level of position that is somewhat forward facing, you you just really have to hope against hopes that you do not show your keister in that way in any time. And look, I happen to operate in one of those jobs. Medford, you operate in one of those jobs. Rodrigo, you operate in one of those jobs where all it takes is for you to let one little thing slip. Mm-hmm. And I have considered it. Now you look stupid. Yeah, and if you want to avoid looking stupid, one thing that you can do out there, Tolos, is not tag Wanye Thomas on Twitter. Uh-oh. He is out here just cooking people. Is he for Left real? and right on Twitter, yeah. Uh, he He's done it really all throughout the season, but he's got time tonight. He's got screenshots. He's pulling out receipts. So Wait, what, what, did, the pe- what did the offenders do? I know we don't have a lot of time. Uh, it... 
I don't know. I'm not going to take his side on this one. It seems like he's kind of reaching. He's, oh, just, he's okay. just angry. He's just lashing out? He's just lashing out. But we got to get out of Who here. Who amongst bitch. us has not lashed out? We have. We're human. For Rigo Mendoza, my name is Alec Medford. His name is Reg Atatula. Let's get out of here. Be easy. Peace. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.